0: hello and welcome to trainer's voice by guardian angel equine services a podcast created for the busy equestrian of mind for on-the-go training chat and learning my goal as a trainer is to help improve horses lives and performance by educating and helping their owners these episodes are my opinions based on my knowledge and research and experience feel free to ask any questions all links are in the show notes and let's get to today's episode Hello, I wanted to talk about like businesses in general today Um, as a small, super small business owner. I really wanted to just talk about um, not like having my own business and like my experiences so far. And for those of you who are wanting to start your own business or are thinking about it you know just uh the little steps you know um I really honestly did not have any idea what I was getting myself into when I first started um wanting to be a horse trainer that's where my business started at that was my starting idea was I've always wanted to train barrel horses um of course, when I was little, you know, I had that big n f r dream that most barrel racers, if not all barrel racers, end up having. They have that n f r dream they catch that bug and they're like, "I'm gonna run there one day um you know, and all that Well, a lot of my dreams and uh, goals, I guess, um, priorities have changed. Um, a lot's happened since having that NFR dream to present day. And I just kind of wanted to talk about things as far as like my experiences actually starting my business and why things have changed and why the NFR is not really a priority goal of mine anymore. Um, I've pretty much decided that if running at the NFR is an opportunity that brings itself up, um, then that's an opportunity I'm definitely going to take, but it's not something that I am going to really seek out anymore. I have new opportunity or new priorities in life. Um, <coughs> I'm sorry. I just choked, um, The biggest priority change for me is being having my daughter. Does that mean I can't qualify for the NFR and run there? No, it does not. And she is not the reason I've changed that priority. It's just, she is a bigger priority. And, you know, um, my life and support system is not like most people's, I should say. Not that it's bad. But, you know, there's a lot of things that I cannot accomplish alone that um, would help me be a successful barrel racer with NFR dreams, if that makes sense. Like, my my time is not right now, (laughs) to put it lightly, you know, and I'm not upset about that. Great, fine, whatever. You know, I am religious, and so I'm just going to say, because I know not everybody is religious these days, and... Not everybody has the same views, but for me personally, I know God has a plan for me and, you know, this is just not my time for that plan. You know, if he's got that in my future, great. If not, you know, I've got things I can do in life. You know, I got, I've i got plans now. So, to start off, my dream as an NFR barrel racer just slowly had changed over time, Um had my daughter, you know, life happened, started being an adult, getting a full-time job because I quickly found out that after um, after trying to start my horse training business, that it died real quick. Um, really getting into horse training is super hard to be successful. Um, especially when you live in a small town, everybody's views of training, um, are not as similar and, you know, you're young and not a lot of people are going to give you the satisfaction of, you know, you may be younger than me, but you definitely don't know more than me. Or, you know, you've got a big heart, sweetheart, but you're not going to get there. You know, there's just a lot of things that was a recipe for disaster. So I think... It was 2017 when I first started. It was 2008. uh, Okay, so the year 2017, I graduated from my uh, vocational school for equine production. Um, I graduated there, immediately tried to start equine training as a business for myself. At that point, I had trained and worked with numerous horses. I felt like I was ready to take on my own business. Little did I know I was not. But, you know, I didn't have a job. I had a big heart. I had somewhat of a means to get me started. And then 2018, um, so it was like end of 2017, early 2018 when all this happened. And I found out real quick that when you're young, you haven't really worked under a whole lot of trainers or trainers that really work in your Industry of the, you're part of the industry. So like barrel racing, I worked under cutting horses. I worked under race horses. You know, um, I didn't have the connections to the barrel horse world, and so starting as a young trainer that nobody knows is not a great idea. Not even kind of. Um, I automatically failed. I think I had a total of two clients. Um, one was a client horse I did a um, Sales prepping for, I helped them sell the horse, which turned out to be just an awful situation in itself. The other one was um, a person who I, they actually still contact me to this day because they loved what I did with the horse. Horse ultimately turned up with a leg issue and was not really the horse that they really needed and ended up not pursuing what they wanted to do with the horse. Um, As far as I know, they still have her. They did contact me, I think it was two years ago, about buying her. But I was not in a situation to be able to take her because they didn't want to keep her due to her her issue. Um, They were wanting to find a horse that would suit the household better. Um, Not a bad thing, not at all. They were just wanting to offer her to me first because they knew I would find her a good home, but I didn't have the means to do that. So anyway, that client was super proud of me. Like They they loved what I did, and I was super happy about that. It was my first official client ever um, of somebody who I did not know. They contacted me. It wasn't like a friend or family that I knew. Um, So that was a big step into my journey and gave me the taste of I actually want to do this. So that started off my horse training business. So Guardian Angel Equine Horsemanship is where I started at. Which grew into, <coughs> oh, sorry, which grew into Guardian Angel Equine Services. After dealing with a bunch of horses, I got involved into um, roundup clubs. Tried to do more, deal with more horses, and I saw a lot of tragic things that really opened my mind in my part of the area. Everywhere I would look, it was like I'd see this horse that was not in the best situation of its life. And it was everywhere. Even my own horses. This is really what got me to change and start figuring things out differently. And really ultimately changed my goal of making barrel racing a priority in my life. Um, Even my own horse. Like, I started... Learning. I started buying books, I started buying studies, reading studies, looking things up, taking the the opportunity of myself (coughs) to actually learn more about horses, wanting to learn everything I could, you know, and really just putting the science into things. And so that got me to seek out courses. I found equine nutrition courses, um, therapy courses, saddle fitting courses, like all these types of courses I went through and I jotted down what courses I wanted to take in what order I wanted to take them, what I wanted to be certified in. Now, since then, I've only completed two of those courses and I'm, am certified in two of those things, which we'll get to in a minute. But you know, those are very time consuming, but I still have those goals. So me realizing going to these play days, going to the Roundup Club, seeing these horses and actually, actually looking at them and their situation opened my eyes to how can you help these people? Like, how can you show them that there's a different way to make this horse in a better situation? The idea behind that is not great in general. Nobody wants to hear they're hurting their animal. Nobody wants to hear they're wrong. You know, there is a lot of problems in wanting to help a horse without being able to get through to the owner. Because there's tons of those. (coughs) Which, doing all the research myself, uh, researching tack, researching bits, you know taking my own mistakes and turning them into learning situations, putting them out for the world to see. Some of you may have seen my barrel racing accident on, on YouTube. You know, I've made mistakes. I've been there, done that. And then once I've realized what I was doing wrong and how I have changed and it changed my horse has made a huge difference. And I want that for other people. So What I did is I got certified equine sports massage. To me, that was something I found while researching things that was definitely a need for horses. (laughs) Yeah, it's a massage. Yes, it's a therapy. Not everybody believes in therapies. Not everybody believes in different types of therapies, you know. Um, So, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on there. But i found out you know (coughs) i apologize um i learned real quick about the equine anatomy the body how certain parts of it works now i'm still learning a whole lot you know i don't know everything um but learning the muscles how they work what happens to them what causes what you know I learned that equine sports massage is something that is a huge lack in my area and other areas and that I looked into more of research about it and really fell in love with the idea of equine sports massage. At this point, I had never ever had a massage myself. I knew people loved them. People got them weekly, uh, monthly, every other month. You know, it was a schedule thing. It was like, for people it was it was like train uh, it was like paying a farrier to come out with your horse on a schedule you know it was like that but for humans it was a schedule thing and it helps so much and it goes along with chiropractic people have people have pay chiropractors to come out and do their horses on a schedule and it helps so much but i got more in depth into things and learned that combining therapies is like the best thing you can do putting those things on a schedule not just getting the farrier out not just getting the teeth done once a year or every other year whatever your horse needs and getting the chiropractor out getting the massage therapist out getting a saddle fitter out you know all these things on a regular basis and nobody wants to do that why because a lot of them are expensive you know (laughs) who has the time and money to have people coming out and doing these things all the time. I sure don't. Why would you? So why would we expect people to do that? My goal is to work with other people, other chiropractors, or I'm not a chiropractor, but to work with chiropractors, work with other massage therapists, work with other people that have other therapies. Helping these things become more accessible and easy for the everyday equestrian owner to do these things for their horses. Massage is really what got me to start changing from just training to equine services, because not only did I really, I trained horses, but I, I did um, uh, what's it called, consignment? You know, I sold horses. I helped people buy horses. Um, so I just was adding to my services. So I got equine sports massage, uh, certified and loving it. I don't have very many consistent clients right now, but this year I am really going to push it out there. I'm getting more involved. I'm getting more, I'm getting louder telling people, Hey, you know, this is what's up. You should try it. You should do it. I'm doing sponsorships this year. Like I'm, I'm gonna attempt to make this a big thing. So Along with that, after getting certified sports massage, I learned so much more in that course. And along with that, not only did I learn so much more, but I just found so much more I wanted to learn. Going out on my own, buying more books, finding new therapies. (coughs) So much more. I am not certified for the Masterson Method. However, one day I do hope to be, but that is another method I have added into my therapy, uh, my sports massage uh, 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 therapy. Um, I, I don't even know what to call it. Uh, my routine. I've added that into my routine, the Masterson Method. If you haven't heard of it, definitely go look it up. It's fantastic. So I add that on with my sports massage. And it is amazing. I've been studying it myself. I am not certified, but I do love it. And hopefully one day will be certified. So I've been finding all these therapies, writing down what I want to do, what I don't want to do, what I find to be useful, what I don't find to be useful, so on and so on. So after doing all that, finding the Masterson Method, you know, money is always an issue, money and time, just with everybody else. You know, everybody's got... Not always, but most of the time has issues with money and time. <coughs> Already being a um, certified massage therapist, I didn't feel the need to make the Masterson method I pri- a priority to be certified, certified at the moment because I found another method of therapy that I absolutely loved and fell into. So I started training for um, a racehorse trainer in my area, and I was in training to be a, a exercise jockey. Always wanted to do it. Thank you Shelby Dennis for giving me the, the cojones to actually reach out to someone and start trying. I was uh, working out. I was riding um, a really nice mare who helped me learn <laughs> really working on my form and everything. And it was like a journey I was so happy to be in. Unfortunately, that didn't really work out, but I do stay in uh, in contact and go visit the trainer. And he does use my therapies. Like we still talk and I tell him all the time, it's still a goal of mine to get back into exercising. Um, and I tell him all the time, I'm going to go to races. I'm going to watch his horses run. Like I want to help. And he's he's so chill. He's an awesome racehorse trainer. We talk all the time about methods and, you know, we we bounce ideas off of each other. We talk about therapies and how the horses do all sorts of things. And during that time, I found kinesiology tape. So KT tape is a human brand of kinesiology tape. I found that because I played basketball when I was in school from like middle school all the way to high school. I had horrible ankles, horrible ankles. I would roll my ankle just walking to my truck, walking to the trailer, walking anywhere, walking down the hallway. I have horrible ankles. And not only that, but my senior year of high school, I completely ruptured my ACL. Gone. Poof. Like a rubber band snapped in half, you know. So that was awful for my knee. I have knee issues now. Big whoop, you know. So, I have these issues going into training or, or yeah, training to be an exercise jockey. I found kinesiology tape because my ankles could not hold up in a 10-minute ride in the jockey position. (coughs) Couldn't hold up worth crap. Not only that, but as the year went on and it got colder, my knee started giving me issues. My knee was giving out. You know the strength in my knee just was not there, and so I had these issues, and I had seen somebody with kinesiology tape, and so I went to Walmart. I bought me a roll of KT tape. It comes with some ty- like it comes with some instructions on how to do certain ones. Of course, I looked up the ones for the ankle. Um, I did ankle support along with ankle relief. <coughs> And of course I taped my knee. Oh my gosh. When I tell you that kinesiology tape was magic. It was phenomenal before. I couldn't ride 10 minutes in the jockey position without my ankles and knee giving out and hurting all freaking day. I started doing the kinesiology tape. The first day I used the kinesiology tape, no pain at all. I rode a full 30 minutes, no issues didn't hurt. I got off, take the tape off. No after pain at all. I absolutely loved it. So that also brings me into adding another therapy into my services. That's why I didn't pursue the Masterson method because I pursued the kinesiology tape. I found EquiTape. Most people's heard it. It's all over Facebook. It is is, um, a very big brand in equine kinesiology taping. Um, I had seen it for years and I had known about it, but I never pursued it, uh, mainly cause I'd never used it myself. Um, but I didn't know what the big thing, big hype behind it was, but now I do. So I saved all my money. I paid to do the beginner's course or fundamental course or whatever they call it. And I got certified. He, uh, I am a practitioner under Equitape and it is fabulous. Jake would rather almost probably be taped versus massaged. And of course, since he's my horse and I love him to death, he gets both like weekly or he used to. He used to get a massage once a week. And then when I started practicing my kinesiology taping, he would get taped like every other day. And now when he sees the tape, you can just see him release all that tension. He lowers his head, licks his lips, chills out. He just loves it so um i got certified added more to my to my toolbox so here we are this is what i'm certified in today um and i'm still researching right now my biggest thing is some of y'all already know that i am huge into equine behavior right now i have learned so much um the last year and going into this year about equine behavior that everywhere i look i just want to cringe because especially people in my area, like equine behavior, like true scientific equine behavior of actually knowing what your horse is doing and why is non-existent. Like pretty much non-existent. It's the old school, you know, your horse is out to get you. You know, you got to be the boss. He is the um, hierarchy in the pasture. He's head of the He's the top of the total pole, you know, all those fantastic things that have scientifically been disproven. So that also led me onto another journey of changing my priorities, helping these horses. This year, I have decided because the last two years of my life, so 2019 is when I really got my brand, really started getting out there and started making my pages, making a Facebook page making posts, talking about training, talking about all these types of things. And I really didn't pursue it as a full-time job because I was, because as a trainer starting out, I was not able to uphold myself, so I had to get a full-time job. So that was where most of my priorities were in 2019 was getting money, supporting myself and my family and all that. So that aside... 2000, uh, 2020 pretty much is when, um, I really started announcing all of these certificates, getting my name out there, really trying to make people see me, but it wasn't yet still a full-time job. I didn't take it seriously. It was still a part-time job to me, something for extra money. You know, I didn't really pursue it until the end of twenty. 2021 is really when I made a change and was like, there's problems in my industry and I have to do something, which leads me to the beginning of 2022. I have made it a priority to take my business on as an actual business, get my name out there, make a difference, say something. But the end of 2021 or throughout 2021, I learned really quick how the human brain works about being told that there's a a better way. You're doing this wrong. Your horse is in pain. You know, by being on social media alone, I learned a lot about how people react to being shown new, new methods. Even methods, like people are not okay with you speaking about methods they've been told are crap their whole life like feeding treats to horses. Me growing up, that has always been a no, no. You do not do that. And when you tell people that feeding your horse treats is okay, you may as well just put a bull bullseye on your forehead because they come in after you. And that's the situation I'm living in right now. So I've decided the beginning of this year, while I've had my arm broken for the last seven weeks, I've put a lot of thought into how am I going to make a difference and not offend people and not put people in a situation where they feel attacked. And I've just decided, honestly, I'm just going to show people. I'm going to show people what I'm doing. I'm going to announce that I am doing all this myself. I am doing all this research. I'm doing all this studying. I've been doing all this practicing. For what? Well, I'm going to show you. That is the mentality I'm having when I get my cast off and I get back to work that's what I'm gonna do. Instead of talking about it, instead of, instead of telling people, hey, maybe you should try this. I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm gonna share. I'm gonna tell people, look what I did. Not I'm not gonna be like, look what you should do. I'm gonna be look what I did. And change all that. Open up people's minds a little bit without making them feel like they're doing something wrong. Because I've been there. I've been that person that has felt attacked and feels like I needed to attack someone back because I felt like they were telling me I was hurting my horse, even though in reality I really was, but (coughs) even though in reality I really was, but I did not want to be told that. You know, I love my horse. Why would I hurt him on purpose? That's the thing. No one's hurting their horse on purpose. Well, Take that with a grain of salt (laughs) nobody of their right mind wants to hurt their horse on purpose they it's just lack of knowledge lack of learning you know not everybody has the idea of aha let me go research this let me go look this up let me you know people have mentors i was pushed to do all this research and learning myself because i never had a consistent mentor I have people in my life who have made a huge difference, and I absolutely love them for it, and they have helped me with what they could do, but I've never had a consistent mentor. I had to be my own freaking mentor. I had to do my own research, learn my own thing. So that's what I did. That's what I'm doing. That is why I brought back this podcast, because the more I can say, even though you may not be in my state, you may not even be in my country, but I can say something that may open your mind, to doing something different (laughs) which in return hopefully will help your horse tremendously. That's my goal. I'm no longer looking to make running at the NFR my priority. That was my thing. So I went from wanting to run at the NFR to wanting to run at the NFR tackless. Just running tackless not even placing but showing people look. I'm bareback, I'm tackless, I have no bit, I have no saddle, I'm running here, even though they probably would never okay that at all, not even kind of, maybe, but that was my goal, I was going to try to talk them into it, let me run tackless, a nice, fast, clean pattern, beautiful pattern, tackless, with my horse under a partnership, that was my goal under the NFR, like, that's what I want to do, not win the NFR, I wanted to make a statement, That also turned into, you know, I I need to start at the bottom, you know, starting my own business. So really my business, I guess, truly isn't really a business until this year, but getting my name out, talking to people, you know, starting off was super hard for me because not only because I know a ton of people in my industry, in my area, but those people do not have the same mindset as me. So living with those people every day, talking to them about horses, trying to not only learn from them, but them also looking at me like this girl is crazy. Like what, like she has no idea how to work with horses. She has no idea what she's doing. She's got this Karen vibe of wanting to be at full liberty at a full run barrel pattern. Like I got called to Karen for the first time last year or this month, or it it was this month, it was the beginning of this month, I got called a Karen for the first time, a Karen, because I suggested positive reinforcement for trailer loading, a Karen, I'm probably the least amount of equestrian Karens you could ever meet, like ever, (laughs) I, Anyway. While I have grown a softer heart and I have found that I like different, I like methods that I would have never touched with the 10 foot pole when I was younger. I like using them, you know. All it takes is a little bit of education, a little bit of know-how, and a little bit of want to learn and research. And bam, things change. So, anyway, I really do not want to make this a huge long podcast, but for those of you who are thinking about starting your own business, whether, you're, whether it's horse training, whether it's making crafts, whatever. Like, I also have my own business in uh, drawing. I do a lot of artwork, and that's never really been a complete business, but I do have my own Facebook page. And, um, like, just doing crafts and stuff. Like, the things I've ran into is trying to start out with training horses a little bit different, but people approaching people the right way, getting your name out there, working your butt off and doing what you can to do and learn more is going to be your key to success. I have gained another client as soon as I get my cast off. And I had my first client that has ever denied another trainer because they want to use me over another trainer who is probably trained And been in business longer than me. She said she was on this waiting list for two years for this trainer. And she passed her up, even though I'm in a cast, because she wanted to use me. She loved what I was doing. I literally cried when she told me that. Not going to lie. I did. Because it makes me feel like I'm doing something. Makes me feel like I'm making a change. I'm doing better. I'm doing better for equine owners. So... When you are opening your own business, do not let haters get to you. I have done that way too, way too much for you to do it. Please don't, don't let them get to you. I've had best friends of mine. I've realized they're not truly friends because they didn't support or find what I was doing a good decision. I've lost many mentors because I have some of them surpassed their knowledge. Because I went out and I fought and learned new things. So I, therefore, you know, I put in that work and I have, you know, some things they do know more than me. Not everyone knows everything and not everyone knows more at a certain thing. Like, you know, they may have known something a lot better. Well, they definitely have known Maybe certain things way more than me. But when it came to something that I had spent a whole year researching and they did not want to believe me about what their horse was telling them. I lost that mentor because I learned more in that specific subject. People are going to do that. People are going to leave you. People are not going to like you. They're going to talk crap about you. They're going to tell other people, sadly, that your business is not worth anything. That they should not use you. I've had people do that to me. You know, it hurts. That's losing money for you and your business to keep you going. But hang in there. Trust me. Because you're going to have haters. And those haters are just scared at them being wrong. Keep doing what you're doing. Fight for it. Do all the learning and research you can to be so much better. Because you're never going to learn everything. There's always going to be something to learn. And always, always, always... Keep your mind open to new things and listen to both sides. There's both sides to every story. Start to realize and open your perspective that there's a reason somebody is doing a specific thing. There's, someone, there's a reason this person is so in denial. There's a reason this person is so hurt or offended by what you were trying to tell them. Find a new way to help them. Help every horse you can by helping their owners. So I think I've made this podcast long enough. Thank you for listening. I hope it was kind of a little bit inspirational, a little, hopefully. We'll see. Because I just felt like I needed to say that. So thank you all for sticking around. Hopefully I'll get my cast off soon and we will be back at podcasting and everything real soon.